Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in the studio with us here is Mr. James Muncy. Good morning, James. What is up, J.J.? How are you doing today? I uh, I have nothing to complain about. Really? I have nothing to complain about. I um, I must say, uh, I, I've had a, a kind of a wild week. I, uh, I have plenty that I could complain about, but I've just chosen not to this morning. Well, if you were going to complain. <laughs> if <what>? I were, <laughs> what would I complain about? Well, the first thing was I got in a car wreck on Monday. Ooh. So I'm just going to stick to the facts because I don't want to complain about this. All right. Uh, and in a lot of our time that we've spent in, in the show, especially over the last several weeks, is about just us being able to maintain our own um, mindset about things, mm -hmm. the, the the presence that we have in certain situations. I, I've mentioned this for a couple weeks now on a book that I've read called The Big Leap, which has been very transformative for me. So I get in this wreck. I got hit by a passenger van. An F, uh, Ford F-350, not a small one. Yeah, those are beefy. It's It was very beefy. And um, so I get hit with this van, and the the first thing I did when I get out of the car, and I'm, I'm literally just kind of trying to get my attitude together on this whole situation, right. you know, trying to figure out what just happened, is I was in a total different place with where I was. I, I went over and there was a uh, an older woman that was the driver, and I could tell she she was angry. Like she wasn't really she was like upset, mm -hmm. but really kind of angry because she was an employee of the company's bus. So right. to, to her, you know, when you and I get in a wreck, normally it's it's us and our vehicle. Yes. With her, it's her and her livelihood. So sure. I, I saw her getting very upset about this, and um, of course I went over and said, uh, "Are you okay?" Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she was just, she was huffing and puffing, mm -hmm. right? And she was still, she was still in the van. And the very first comment that I said to her was, you know, if this is the worst thing that happens to us today, I think it's going to be okay. And of course she, she did not comply with that at all. I mean, she, she, she was like, well, I don't see, you know, whatever, you know, she was getting really upset. And I was able to really... Uh, kind of live in the moment. Like mm -hmm. I literally, because it was, I, it, it wasn't all her fault. Let's put it that way. Okay. I need to be careful about what I'm admitting to on on on, on national radio. I, I here. understand. Um, and and so what happened was I I did not complain. I did not get upset. Mm -hmm. I did not start thinking about well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didda. Right. I, I and and. All of that was a result of really what we've been talking about here on the show. Mm -hmm. And we had already decided to do a topic today on on how people complain, why they complain, things of that nature. So uh, it was very fresh in my mind. I said, yeah. oh, this is perfect. This is what I'm going to talk to. Yeah. Talk towards today is all these these I mean, I had a I mean, who wouldn't complain about that? I would I would complain for yeah. sure. Yeah, me too. And now, were you <laughs> I mean, I, I would have. Yeah. Are you okay? Were you you look okay? Are you hurt at all? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm physically fine. I haven't really been able to drop a lot of the anxiety that I acquired mm -hmm. during it. Uh, I was talking to someone that actually it was it was it was in our office building parking lot, and I was talking to someone that that manages the parking lot. She's like, "Wow, kind of almost sounds like a little mini P PTSD right there." Like just the way I was describing, it. I was like, "You know, I think that's kind of natural whenever you get." slammed into the side of your car with a truck 
going about 30 miles an hour, and, and she didn't really put on any brakes. It's a traumatic event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you being in, in uh, spending some of your time in fire EMS, you, you know all about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you, you witness... Uh, things that are thousands times worse than what I, ex- uh, ex- even though I did, it, I, I was waiting for you to show up with the jaws of life. Yes, yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I was. I was. I was just waiting <laughs> to tell someone. I know James Muncy. Where is he at? Yeah. But actually, nobody showed up because it was in a parking lot. So yeah, that well. But the thing is that that sometimes you have people even in minor accidents. We've seen people have legitimate heart attacks just from the anxiety wow. from that from that Whoa. moment. Uh, you That's know, all intense. that adrenaline enters the system, and uh, yeah, people have all different reactions to these things. Yeah. Um, but regardless, but you're not complaining because I know that's that's what we're talking about today. Uh, so it you're is. not complaining about this. And and so much of what what this topic is around is actually what we do in our head, mm-hmm. not not just what we say, which clearly is okay. how we identify the problem. Um, here's 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 a question I frequently ask people: When your alarm clock went alarm clock went off this morning, how long did it take you to start complaining just in your head? Oh. Instant. Yeah, yeah, and Instant. you're thinking about: Do I need to get up right now? Why do I have to go do some of the things I got to do today? Do I really need to do this? Mm-hmm. We have more than enough that we could complain about, and that, and that's what we're talking about on on today's show. So, it, in just a moment, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk more about the whole complaining issue. Why do people complain so much? Mm. Why is it a big issue? So, stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Great People Show. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Great People Show. We're just in here in the studio playing with some toys, actually. <laughs> some some ginger kid toys. It's uh, it, it's one of our favorite things to do as an adult. It is. These are the coolest wooden heirloom toys you'll ever find. And the reason we're playing with them here in the studio is because it's Christmas time. That's right. It's time to get our ginger kid toys on. And we've got this one called the Balance the balance Beam. It's my favorite. It is, it is absolutely my favorite. And you basically get to put these little pieces on here. Now, if I were to whoop your tail in this game, would you complain? No. Are you sure? No, because I'm going to win. Um, well, I, actually, we're not even sure exactly how to <laughs> I win. No I, I know if you knock the whole thing over, you're going to lose. And I'm really, I, I'm getting, um, I'm, I'm wrapping up the House of Cards show. Do you, ever, do you watch House of Cards? I do. Okay. Have you seen the, have you seen them all? Yes. Okay, yes, so I'm up to date. I, I'm just at the episode where he uh, gets reelected. Right. And, and, and the, the one quote said, if you, um, if you, if you always win, you're never remembered. You're only remembered if you lose. That's true. Right. And so in, in, in life, oftentimes when we feel like we've lost something or we're losing or we're losing at life is, is often when we get into this really big, big complaining mode. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring up something that, um, I I should have brought this up at the beginning of the show, but it's an important, very contextual thing that happened recently. Uh, last week, David Cassidy from the Partridge family died at the age of 67. And, uh, while that is dying young, uh, I think it's pretty often for us to uh, take notice of the passing of, of famous people. Mm-hmm. And then within a certain amount of days, 
we, we forget that until the end of the year, and then they kind of sh- they, they do a reel of who's passed, right. famous people that's passed. Well, something happened afterwards that, that I really want our listeners to pay attention to. His daughter, Katie, came out a few days ago to discuss her, her dad's final words. And his, his last words, I mean, think about this, folks. You're dying. You're on your deathbed. You know these are going to be your final words. His final words were, so much time wasted. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that was just like, and, and the reason it got so much so much press is because, well, rarely do you really get to hear people's last words, especially famous people's last words. But that resonates with every single human being on earth right now. Yeah. That if, if you're listening to this show, I feel obligated to make sure that you're not wasting any bit of your life's time by listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have to be entertaining to keep you, to keep your attention and all. But but really, I, we are here. We want to make sure that our our time is valuable for you because we've invested this time. I, I look at that th- those final words as saying, I'm, "I need to make sure I'm not wasting any of my time." And 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 I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. You've already been, or two weeks ago, you've already been selected for greatness. It's time to answer that call. Yeah. Because the the phone at any moment will stop ringing for you. And time is by far the most valuable commodity that we have. Amen. Absolutely amen. Um, a, a quote by Steve Maraboli that uh, I have absolutely fallen in love with. You were put on this earth to achieve your greatest self, to live out your purpose and do it courageously. That's what we do here. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. Um so we're talking today specifically about complaining, and the reason complaining is such an important topic for our, our listeners in the show is it's, it is mental sabotage that we're putting ourselves through in life. Uh, it, is, it is, for the most part, there are a couple exceptions, that for the most part, it is a, a waste of energy. It's a waste of uh, sometimes relationship. Unless you happen to just love hanging, if, if you love complaining and you hang around with other complainers, misery does love company. Um, uh, complaining maintains that upper limit that we put on ourselves. That, that when we start moving towards something good, that oftentimes we're going to throw some negativity in it just to stop it because that's how we self-sabotage ourselves. Okay. So is complaining ever... A catalyst, though, for positive change? I Tell me more. I'm not sure. So if I don't like something in my life, JJ, let's say that, uh, let's say I don't like the internet service that I use and I complain to my wife that our internet at home is really slow and All I'm right. really tired of it and it's frustrating the heck out of me. Yep. And then we end up moving to a different internet provider. That because my wife says, well, I got this this in the mail from this other company. Okay. That complaining that I did initiated a change that is going to improve our life. So what should I have done differently? Did, did you need to go to the extent of complaining about it with your wife to make the change? In this case, well, this is imaginary, by the way, because we have no choice of internet providers where we are, and we're very frustrated. Are we, are we going to get into uh, net neutrality on the show today? No, let's, please not. <laughs> <laughs> but I complain constantly about about our internet at home. It sometimes honestly makes it me feel better when it's taking ten minutes to load a web page so at my I house. I think it's very natural. Uh, we used to have uh, <laughs> Copper DSL. I won't mention any names. That's what I have now. Okay, I feel your pain, brother. It's horrible. 
And see here, we are you complaining? So, um, <laughs> so I, I've I've lived. Oh, well, you know this, this this is a let's call it a minute issue. But you know, in the scheme of things, we make it a big issue. Yeah. So you can definitely get frustrated over something like this. I know where you've been, man. I did it for years, and it was just a constant little tap on my pulse. That, and I let it happen, James. I let it happen, yeah. and I. I do believe that a frustration point can and will drive you mm-hmm. to make a better decision in your life. I just don't believe that we have to spend a whole lot of time uh, verbally letting it out all over the place, especially in front of our family and our kids. I, I would agree with that. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. So in that situation, so uh, maybe turn the tables here a little bit. Perhaps what could you have done different to get from the point you were to the point that you wanted to be without complaining about it? I guess that, that the question is, what's what's our real definition of complaining? I mean, if I just say something as simple as, I'm unsatisfied with my home internet service. Yeah, right. Is that a complaint? Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm, let's let's frame this whole thing around how do we let it affect our attitude right. and and um, what are we letting coming out of our mouth? We may have some answers on here. I don't know. We have a caller coming in. Henry, you want to patch? We have Brad from Richmond. Brad, are you with us? Henry, I think you got to patch him in, buddy. Hello, Brad, you with us? I'm here. Okay, we don't have Brad yet. Henry's going to work on that. We've got a we got a uh, Henry's producing for us here in the show, so. Henry, you let me know when Brad's here, and we're going to get this party started with him. Um, uh, I want to read something from uh, a, a website from mindbridgetraining.com. I've okay. never seen this website before. Mindbridgetraining.com. People who complain on a consistent basis are inclined to have poor health, tend not to do well in their jobs, and have relationships that are less fa- satisfying and shorter lasting. Oh, yes. And they are often quite miserable to be around. Mm. So why do we do it? Why do we? Why do we do it? If 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 the I don't think we can even have a debate on the fact that when we're saying negative things, and we are in a position of negativity, that that is going to affect what they said here: our health, our jobs, our relationships. I, I just I, there's no other way around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think, though, is there a difference, though, between chronic complaining and there are times that, I mean, we all know people, JJ, who spend the majority of their time complaining. I mean, the Debbie Downers of the world. Uh-huh. I mean, these people are, they find flaws in everything and they constantly complain and criticize about everything. But then we all naturally, like you said, I mean, how long, when your alarm goes off in the morning, does it take you to mentally complain in your head that you don't want to get out of, of bed? What's our default? It's natural. It is. It really is. It's 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 the easy. And so we went to Facebook on Monday night, as we always do with our research question, and uh, tremendous amount of meaningful answers. And some of the, let's call them themes that were on there, is that, because uh, the question was, why do some people complain so much? The yeah. question was not, why does everybody complain a little bit? Because we all do that. Right. Everybody complains a little bit. There are some people that complain from our, pers- our, our perspective way, way too much. 
Ryan on Facebook Live says they complain to avoid personal accountability. I, I totally mm. concur with that. It's Absolutely. deflection. We've all seen that. Definitely. Absolutely. It's, it's total deflection. And another piece of this is, um, uh, I guess you would call it not necessarily habit. I mean, that, that's another piece of this that I want to get into. But there's just so much unhappiness in some people's lives. There's just so much unhappiness that um, people don't know what to do with it. They really don't. Yeah. They, they, they don't know where to, they, they don't know where to put it. I, I, let me put it to you this way. Complainers are confused. They really don't know what their life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. They do not know that it's not supposed to look like this. Right. I, if, if someone, they can always find the negativity in something, they can always find something going wrong, then they just really don't know what else it looks like. So uh, on today's show, we're talking about why do people complain so much? Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. All right, everyone, good morning. Welcome back to The Great People Show. I'm JJ in my big bad partner in crime right here, James Muncy. Right up? here. Playing with some ginger kid toys, wooden heirloom toys. These are amazing Christmas presents. If you are, um, if you're buying anything for kids or grandkids, especially at a uh, age of like, let's say one to four to five, something like that, this the, these gifts will last an absolute lifetime. Yeah. I mean, they are really, really cool. Um, if you're just adults and you're looking for adult fidget spinners, this is also a perfect solution. <laughs> Sit here and play with it on your desk. We're on the balance right now. Um, and um uh, it may not be. Lo- I may not. St- I need to stop putting stuff on there. I don't think it's looking too good for me. So, and and if I lose, which is very possible, I've done it many times in my life. I'm not going to complain about well, it. I, Some people just want to tell their story to process it. They don't want solutions. They want to be heard. And I think yeah. that's what you were mentioning earlier. Um, I wonder if. So, what is the difference here between that and venting, or, or like, or is that is that considered venting instead of complaining? Well, I think if they're trying to process it. To me, it's sort of interchangeable, JJ. I mean, is venting, I mean, when we vent, we are complaining, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a form of, of complaining. Yeah. I mean, the difference is, I think, and maybe you completely disagree, there are people who complain because they're just complainers. They just complain about it's everything. Habitual. Yep. It's and habitual. there are people who complain in order to, to engage change. Yeah. And I think that you can definitely have positive come out of a complaint. That's well, why you, companies have complaint departments. <laughs> well, you, you said you said engage change. Yeah. It's such, it's, that's such a nice, positive way to put it. Well, I, thank but you. Do, they, do these people really believe they are doing it to engage change? Because I know many, if not most, complainers, Okay. even if the situation would change in the favor of their complaint, they'd still complain about it. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm right yes, with that. Yes, I will absolutely agree. <laughs> that if someone had all these complaints and you gave them everything they wanted, the next word out of their mouth would be what? But. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> what about this? What about this? Because it is so habitual. Yes. And there are people, and I'm sure there are people listening right now, you know who you are, mm-hmm. who are those people who complain and aren't even really looking for a solution to those complaints. You're exactly right. You complain because it's just who you are. Yep. And that's where the habitual thing comes in. Yes. And, and I have to believe that if someone is in that position of you're you're complaining a lot, obviously your frame of mind is very 
deep into negativity a lot, that there has to be somebody in your life that is bringing that up to you, that Mm -hmm. somebody is being so brutally honest with you. They say, you know what? You complain all the time. And and if you're blowing that off, um, that's a huge indication. If someone has the courage to even say that to someone they care about, my gosh, can you imagine how bad it must be? Oh, it must be must be horrible. And don't forget, we live in the South, where uh, you know we're uh, we're not too upfront with people all the bless time. Their about, heart. Yeah, bless their heart. And then we talk <laughs> about them when they leave the room. Well, this this one thing from Psychology Today goes in line with exactly what I just said. There are those that never seem to be satisfied. Yeah, like there's just never a level of satisfaction in their life. These are known as chronic complainers. They have the tendency to ruminate on problems and to focus on setbacks over progress. Some research suggests that making a habit of complaining can rewire the brain so that those particular thinking orientations become ingrained. That's where the habit kicks in. Mm -hmm. It is possible to rewire this rewiring to make it more positive, of course, but chronic complainers probably don't think it would work all that well anyway. That is the downward spiral that people find themselves in. Whenever they, when you start to just notice the things that are going wrong in your life, and I will not, we talked about this two weeks ago when Angela was in the studio. There are many people in this world that have been through so much crap that resilience has been built up for so long that it's hard not to see everything from a hesitative, negative point of view. That life has gone so many wrong directions, it probably will continue to go wrong directions. So the complaining is centered around making that happen. Ah, okay. So let's go back to that day that Angela was here in the studio with you. Yeah. Because James was in the hospital. Yeah, you were. And I was in the hospital for a few nights Mm -hmm. and several days. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say, JJ, I have probably not complained in the last five years combined how much I complained in those days. What did that look like? To yourself, to other people. I was I was to. in a horrible place. I was literally stuck in a, and you know me, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm very active. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to get my way. And <laughs> I was here in the hospital get with an IV pump stuck to me that had to come with me everywhere. Yep. Um, being told when I could do, I mean, it was like prison to me. I called my wife so much to complain, but you know what? If I hadn't been able to complain to her and vent, maybe this goes back to venting, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have exploded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I absolutely let loose on on <laughs> Catherine. Yeah. And I, I was so glad I had a person that I could do that to because it was the only thing that relieved me at all. So was I? Should I not have done that? Should I have tried to find? I mean, I guess the positive was that that most of the people in the rooms around me were in much worse shape than I yeah. was. I, but I don't know how you're, I was supposed well, to look at that. Well, you were helpless in that situation. I was. You, you really couldn't do not only anything that you normally would do with that time, but you couldn't do anything with the situation that you were actually in. You were. I, I put that in one of the notes that I made as I was preparing for the show. That that complaining is about helplessness. Mm-hmm. It's not, yes. be, it's, it's, it's being, it's, it's not being able to control your emotions about a situation. So, so you took control that way. You took control by letting it out. And, uh, and, you know, oftentimes I wonder if, you know, we talk about these stories, um, if, if it's too pie in the sky to say, 
okay, I'm sitting here in a hospital room. I've been here for 12 hours. I have no idea when I'm going to get out. How can I make the absolute most of this? Uh, And I'm a spiritual guy, so I tend to look at situations like, maybe God wants me to just slow down right now, Mm. because I would not have done that on my own. Mm. Um, I I met a um, missionary that was in Africa that got really sick. And she was in a very similar situation you were, but imagine being in a hospital in North Africa, okay? Yeah. Now, you thought you had something to complain about. And she was down for for months until she had to come back to the United States, and she's fine now. This was years ago. She realized that she was moving too hard, too fast, and she really believed in the bottom of her heart that God was saying, I need you to stop. I just need you to stop because you're not going to do it on your own. Maybe there was something there for you on that. I don't yeah. know. No, I, def- I definitely learned. I definitely learned some <laughs> lessons, and it was it was a humbling uh, it was a humbling experience, yeah. and it reminded me that uh, also time is valuable is our most valuable commodity. But I, I think uh, our health is a very close second. Yep. Um, because without that, we had nothing, and I, I suddenly had a whole lot in my life to complain about. I don't want to get too. I don't even know the word to use here. So I'll just start talking, and then you can help me fill in the blank. What about the fact that because you were sick and something needed to change in your body, what if complaining less would have allowed your body to heal a little bit faster? And you know that whole science of if I speak certain things and vibrations and you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what it is. I'm, I'm speaking yeah. about something I'm not really sure about, but maybe there's an element of that that the, the people that are unhappy and the people that are ill that do complain about these, it actually cycles that illness more. Oh, I think, I think that, I mean, they, people talk about the power of positivity when it comes to healing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. And I honestly, I was disappointed in myself, JJ. I was disappointed in the way that I felt. I was disappointed in the amount that I was complaining and how negative yeah. I became. I was really having a tough time turning it around. And it, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't want to repeat the experience, but it, it was yeah. it was definitely it was different. And so I guess to our all our listeners out there, to me, it's a matter of of understanding: Are you a chronic complainer, and is this something that is bringing you down and those around yeah. you down? Because I think those are the people that we're especially trying to help today. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, and I know a number of people like that. Well, when we come back from break, we're going we're gonna to take a break here in just about 30 seconds. When we come back from break, we're going to give you some tips, some techniques, some things to think about as uh, either you are finding yourself falling down this deep pit or perhaps around people that do it for themselves. Come back and join us. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Great People Show. 
You can either hear us on uh, live when we're on the radio, 97.7. Catch us later at Apple iTunes Podcasts, which all of our shows are on. It's a great personal development series in my perhaps non-humble opinion. And we're coming to you live here in Richmond, Virginia. We promised, because we've been talking about complaining, we will stop complaining about complainers. I hope we're not doing that. I hope not. I hope we're not doing that. We're trying to help. That we'll we'll start to uh, hit it on the up uh, on the upswing. Yeah. Uh, I do want to read a couple. Just they were fantastic Facebook responses mm-hmm. uh, from our, our our research question on Monday night. Um, and in a general sense, a lot of people said that it's a habit, it's for attention, and it's based on self-centeredness and ego. Sarah Tolley said, I think that sad stories or pitiful happenings get more attention than happy ones, and they become easier to talk about. More people will commiserate with the sad story. That's totally mm-hmm. true. I think mm-hmm. people get drawn in yes. when people say, like, like I, I'm— um, I get more heartfelt towards someone. If someone's complaining about something because of things bad happening in their life, I get drawn into that because I want to help them. No, if they open up to you. Yeah. So Absolutely. some people, I think, to, to Sarah's point, feed off of that mm-hmm. because they're sharing it so much that mm-hmm. other people give them attention for it, and it just feeds the beast. Uh, Jennifer um, Jennifer Perro said, it's easier to complain than it is to take action to change the situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Change is hard. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier, perhaps it's to make change, but... In, in my opinion, I don't know that they would even accept the change. I, I was going to say, somebody who is like this, who is negative, who is a, a chronic complainer, yeah. I tell you what, you are going to have to be really intentional about making that change. It, it is not going to yeah. be easy because it's, honestly, it's I think it's a personality type. It is. JJ. It's deep. And we mentioned earlier, it's about rewiring too. You get yeah. rewired. So uh, to, to try to pull yourself or others out of this whole, do I complain too much rut, let's talk about uh, three questions that could perhaps eliminate or at least slow down the tsunami of complaining in your life. Number one, is my complaint specific and contained or general and vague? Mm -hmm. So your point earlier, internet service, right? Yeah. I wish my internet was a lot faster. I can't believe it's a, you know, that's pretty specific. That's, that's pretty specific. You know, general, general complaint is I'm having such a bad day. Mm -hmm. I just really don't feel that good right now. Yes. You know, just if it's if someone has to ask you the question, well, what what's made it a bad day, or what specifically hurts you right now? I notice that big time in the kids when they complain, their complaints aren't specific; right. they're just cranky. Well, you see people. You see people now, and it's a pet peeve of mine. You see people doing it on social media. I oh, mean, we've all seen those Facebook posts. Good Boy, it, this has been a really horrible day, and then they don't put any. They're just. Well, let's face it. They're waiting for someone to comment and say, okay, I'll bite. What was so bad about your day? Absolutely. Mary, Bill, right? Yes. So that's number one. Vague general complaints usually refer to problems that have no solution like the weather. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. That's the other big one that's part of this is is, is what you're complaining about really in, in your control or out of your control. Number two, this is another question you can ask yourself or ask other people if they're just complaining too much. Are your complaints the same ones over and over? And that's that's big for friends and family. Yeah. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time, right? If, if you're saying that about someone or to someone about their complaints, because it might be that your complaints are a way of getting empathy or an indirect way of asking for help. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm just, I keep calling. I keep calling. I keep meaning, I keep sharing this out to people and I still feel the same way. I still have a poor attitude towards it. Yeah. Yeah, that no, I like that. I like that a lot. And so with that, JJ, do you would you confront these complainers in your life and and 
and tell them what they're, I mean, at what point is that helpful? And at what point Mm -hmm. is that going to damage relationships? So you use the word confront. I use the word coach. (laughs) And that's easy for me to say, because that's kind of what I do for a living. Yep. Right. Sorry, so I used I, a very negative word there. I tend not to. No, no. I think it's. Uh, oh, uh, trust me. There are definitely situations where you need to confront. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and it depends on who it is. If I'm not, if I'm in a relationship with them, I, you kind of know who who can be. I, I could be very direct with you because oh, sure. you could be very direct with me. We're direct guys. Yeah. There's certain people in your life though that, especially the closer they are to you, like spouses and other family members and just good friends, I lead with a question, mm-hmm. and in or or a quasi question. Like on this particular one where if it's the same complaints over and over is, you know, I've, I hear you say that often. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you're positioning it from a position. I don't know if I can use that word twice. Yeah. You're positioning we'll, we'll it from a place of love, right. right? I hear you say that often. What's going on? Mm. And then you have to get into that, that listen only mode. And then you can start to attack the complaint with them piece by piece by piece because the other side of it is you get too direct and say, you know, you just complain about that all the time and you don't seem to want to do anything about that situation. So I'm not sure what I'm not sure what to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. They're looking for that answer. Because yeah. if they're in misery over something right. and you just made them a little bit more miserable, guess what they're saying in their head? See, I told me so. Yep. <laughs> See? It reaffirms. I told me so. Reaffirms the I whole thing. I told me so, which yep. sounds like something one of my kids would say out of poor grammar. <laughs> so number three, these are these questions you can ask yourself to slow down the complaining in your life or someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Number three, are you afraid that if you don't focus on the negative in a situation, you'll be unprepared for a major disappointment? Ah. And I think of uh, sports in that situation. Where uh, if you uh, if you think that you're if you're coaching or your parents are playing your parent you have your parents and you have a kid playing sports that um, if it's not gonna if it's not gonna go well you're gonna start complaining before the game's over I see that in in Isaac's football all over the place mm-hmm. people start complaining about every single thing a ref does because you're losing yes you don't see that if you're up by twenty one to nothing. You don't see them complaining about what the ref is doing, even if it's against you, because you're in a winning situation. So you're preparing yourself, and and it's very difficult. I, I, I see cognitive dissonance all over the place on the football field because the ref clearly did not make a poor call. But parents, and it only takes one to yell, and then all of a sudden the other ones start to yell. So it's like the complaining sets off all these dominoes with everyone else. And it teaches horrible things to the kids. Oh, you know, our, our, our oldest son played uh, Metro League football uh, when a, a few years ago, mm-hmm. and there was a game that they had, and and they lost. And as they were huddled up afterwards, the coach blamed it on bad calls from the ref yep. and blamed it on. He said the other team was cheating. <laughs> and I hear that every game. Catherine and I, I hear were, that every game. We were going crazy. It's like, yeah. how are you teaching this to the children? Yeah. And 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 it teaches them. It teaches them everything wrong mm-hmm. about about the sport. So, uh, so Ike will get in the car and he'll say, "Well, they were cheating." I was like, "What did they do to cheat?" And his only answer is, "I don't know, but somebody told him they were cheating." Oof. Yeah. So I don't know if that I, the coaching staff on Ike's football team is top notch. I know it didn't come from so it yeah. came from some of the other boys or other parents that they heard some things say, and that's you know that's probably a whole other hour of this conversation. I was going to say that could go a whole other direction of, of how you're complaining impacts other people and then how they start complaining about certain yes, things. especially impressionable children. 
that look up oh, to it's, you. It's 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 disheartening. Um, and a big piece of this about being aware of your complaining and being aware of what you're saying about a situation, whether you can or cannot control it, whether it's being specific or vague, whether it's happening over and over. Let's be real about it right now. Most people cannot self-diagnose themselves in the moment. Mm -hmm. So we're asking you, our listeners, just to think about your day-to-day. Whenever you're listening to the show, just pay attention to yourself when you say these things. I would encourage you to go find someone that you admire, trust, and respect and say, do you think I complain too much? The first thing they're going to say is, no, no, <laughs> right. because they love you and they don't want to confront the situation. No. And then, and, and, and this is the, the way that I get feedback from people. I put myself out there so far, almost like I can't see myself. And I would say something like, well, I feel like I do it a lot. I feel like I do it way more than I should. Like I position myself as doing these things in front of that person because they normally at that point would say, well, yeah, I mean, kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, now that you mention it. Yeah. And then they get really more open about it. And that's that's maybe just as hard as self-diagnosing ourselves is to be able to, just as hard as to take uh, feedback from people that we we yes. trust. It's it's extremely hard. Yeah. And I I don't know. I would I'd be interested to try that out. I'm going to read another um, another Facebook comment we had on our research question, which was very powerful from Debbie. Complainers have an insatiable desire for others to sympathize with how much others have wronged them. Mm-hmm. To take it a step further, if they can reach the level of empathy from another person, they have accomplished their goal. Oh yeah, yeah. And that is um, that that ties into where we want to start to bring the show in for a landing. Uh, we mentioned at the at the top of the at the top of the hour what uh, what we're really going after here, which is the fact that you've already been selected for greatness in your life. There's already been a call bestowed upon your life. Mm-hmm. If you're a spiritual person, you know exactly what that means. If you're not a spiritual person, then you may have your own form of what that that purpose or that 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 call is. Um, you just lost the ginger kid. I'm sorry. Did you hear that, I, listeners? That was wood hitting the table because James lost. I'm not going to complain. Right in the middle of my most inspirational monologue I've ever felt <laughs> in my entire being as a human. Are you complaining? I am stating fact, my friend. I'm... Um, where was I? Henry, where was I? What was I saying when he started to mouth? When, when he, no, he didn't mouth off. <laughs> when he started to, to lose our game here, what was he saying? Are you, are you hot mic'd? I can't hear you. Well, are you on, Henry? Yes, I'm on. No, I can't hear you. Well, you, right. were, you were Henry, bringing Henry, home. Henry, our listeners are wondering if Henry actually exists. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> no, you were, and I apologize, but no, you, you, were, you were sort of bringing it home and don't summarizing. Apologize. I'm glad you lost. Yeah. Don't, no, don't apologize sorry. for losing in a game in which we are playing, my friend. <laughs> Do not ever I apologize owe you lunch. for that. Um, that, uh, l- let's just take a couple steps backwards. Mm-hmm. That, we are called to greatness. It's a done deal. If we spend so much time of our life finding out what's wrong with it, finding out what's wrong with the people around us, finding out what's in our way on a regular basis, because let's face it, boom, I just caught that, that that's what the complaining is really about. Yes, It's about looking <clears throat> for everything in our way 
many times putting things in our own way because we don't feel we deserve that greatness. I think that's right. And I think sometimes it's easier to complain. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's as easy as breathing. Yeah. Um, so, some people may be complaining right now that we're, we've been talking too much. Probably so. I doubt it. Just kidding. <laughs> Next week we'll talk about ego. Yes, that's well, that <laughs> that needs to be on the show. Yeah, that could be. Because no matter what we talk about, you you talk about anything that gets in your way of striving towards what you've been called to do, it's the ego mm-hmm. that is that uh, proverbial man in the mirror, yep, woman in the mirror, thing in the mirror that uh, tends to tends to get in your way. Um, so as you as you think about the rest of your day, everyone, as you think about your life. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you to think about two things. What was I called to do today? You don't have to get so in-depth that it's the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. What have you been called to do today? And are you going to actively complain about the things that are happening to you? Or are you going to look at them in a different way and see them as things that are happening for you? Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. 